First down 10, 23 seconds left. Coffin fakes the handoff. He's looking, under pressure, he's gonna punt, tosses one up to the end zone. Gavin McFarland in the corner, touchdown, Grinnell. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast number three. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Walker. Our other host this evening is... Blake Walker. Blake, how was the week? Good. Winding things down for the senior year. What's going on at the yeah, Grinnell High School? The 13, 12, 13 days left. So two whole weeks left coming up here and then two days because of the snow days. we got to come back on a Monday and Tuesday. Um... Yeah, everything's winded down, all the classes, everybody's taking their AP tests here soon, and you can tell it's the end of the school year all around. What is what is the mood of the seniors? Are they ready to be done? Uh, I would think so. I, I think they're ready to be done. There's definitely, I mean, I only have three classes, but in, in one of them it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to be done. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, we've just... Uh, been trucking along and I think we're just we're ready to be done I, I think it's coming to an end here well as as you guys are getting ready to be done and we're starting out this this new podcast I think we're getting a lot of good feedback from the people that are listening to us uh, we're pretty excited about our, our special guest this week uh, we're going to talk with Grinnell soccer head coach Parker Coster and uh, he's going to give us a little bit of insight of what's going on with this soccer team. We'll discuss a little bit about their their wins. And unfortunately, Sunday or this past Saturday, they had a loss. But all in all, that soccer program has really turned around. I know you got to see a couple games. And uh, we also had a time to sit down to have an interview, but got to speak with uh, softball coach Mike Doty. Went over the softball diamonds, trying to get things set up. What we see so far on the softball, baseball side. Also, uh, introduced myself to Tony Stenberg. Blake, you had a good morning time to sit down with him and, and see what we could help them out with on the baseball diamonds. But, unfortunately, right now, I think whenever we do do something, as in broadcasting, it's going to be a tape delay, which, there again, for everyone who hasn't, been able to go see a softball game or a baseball game I think they'll still probably be excited about it we'll we'll try to push it out the night after we're done with the ball game but it, it's something new and you know we'll just have to get with Chris Kaufman and see what we can do you know we we're fortunate to have the Wi-Fi stuck towards the football field now that whole thing they're busy with uh, end of the year commencements are coming up and all these concerts and stuff are going on at the high school so I don't think that's going to be any time too quickly that that's going to be a priority on the list. But you visited a little bit with Tony Stenberg. What did Tony have to say? Was he optimistic on the baseball season coming up? Yeah, yeah. I We just had a short little business meeting. I'm going to help the team run or make a few stuff for the team graphic-wise and everything else. Fan involvement's pretty big. Social media is a big involvement. Uh I mean, podcast. My goodness, I have seen an uproar in podcasts the past year and a half to a year. So we jumped on that train at the right time. But uh, he's excited when you know he's he's been having a lot of fun and uh, got to go watch them Saturday uh, take on Albernet in a scrimmage. Uh, took stats and stuff. I thought they were just playing a regular nine in the game, and then they started put people on base, and I was like, what in the world's going on here? But, uh, yeah, I was out there for a little bit and watched the team, and 
they're fun to watch. I think it'll be fun. I'm excited for baseball season. They're redoing that whole baseball stands uh, out there, so they're they're trying to get all cleaned up. But uh, yeah, right now it's just uh, they took out all the old stands on the baseball side, had some issues with them, and from what I gathered is that it's it's a temporary stand for the intermediate right now, and they don't know if they're going to get new stands or they're bringing in. I think Tony made the comment when I visited just that short moment with them they're looking to get seats for 200 to 300 people in there and then the rest you know they put right out there on their twitter account as if you're going to be coming to a ball game bring your lawn chair because you might might need a lawn chair it's not filled filled in like it was in the past years or like the softball side so that's that's kind of unique out there uh also speaking with mike Doty on the softball side is you know once the season gets going uh, both coaches are interested in doing a, a weekly podcast you know chat as we get going here you know as the the school season kind of winds down a lot of the activities will kind of fall with that and you know our focus would be is to keep people informed what's going on so we will you know not to to favor but as mike and i were visiting that the softball and baseball players don't really get the attention because there's not school season going on or people are in school to get recognized of what their games are there's not school announcements so we want to be that school announcement we we want to get out there what these kids are doing we may even try to do a couple uh, uh, interviews with the kids so we could get a little time out there I know media day is media days on the 13th, 13th so we'll be out there talking to the players and just a good opportunity to get the community more connected. And I know the baseball team wants people to keep coming out, especially this season when they have a good look ahead. So we're, we're both excited about that. It's going to be some evenings for us. And, and as I, I found out that baseball and softball sometimes can play six six nights in a row at seven games. So I throw in a double header there. So that's something that we're just we're really excited for. And uh, anything we could do to help them out to get the, the publicity, uh, we'll also share all their games and stuff on our Twitter account and make that very active out there for them. All right, well, let's uh, let's keep moving in here. Let's talk a little bit about the past week's games. Uh, a lot of stuff going on here at the Grinnell High School. Uh, the Varsity Boys, they played in a – where was this? They played second in the Grinnell Invitational over here at the Country Club. Uh, they also – tennis team – they went to Marshalltown. Uh, they fell 9-2. to two. The girls' tennis team went to Pella. We talked about that last week. They fell 7-4 to four on the, must be Tuesday night, the boys' varsity soccer. Uh, they went to Indianola, and uh, they beat Indianola 4-1. to one. Uh, also that night, the high school... Well, uh, girls soccer, yeah, girls soccer played with uh, boys soccer. Um, well, the boys were here in India, or here in Grinnell, and then the girls were over in uh, Indianola there on Tuesday night. Okay, and then they had the conference track meet on Wednesday night. Got moved. It was supposed to be Monday night, and it got moved to Wednesday because of the rain. And uh, that, Yeah, at Newton, both uh, boys and girls were at Newton. And then that they had some pretty good uh, overall for the boys, and then we'll get to the girls here. The the boys had uh, finished in sixth place. Uh, there were some kind of top performers in the the whole thing. Um, four by eight relay: Brett Gibson, Isaac 
Bryant, Matthew Cunningham, Joe Simon, they scored uh, a first place. Uh, the distance medley of Brant Simon, Tanner Strand, Brett Gibson, they got a first place uh, down into um, Matthew Cunningham, the 1600, come in at second place. Uh, so overall, it was a pretty good performance. And like I said, they came in uh, sixth place overall with that. Um, and then I was thinking somewhere, I thought Trey Goldman had a, a good performance also. Uh, yeah, third place for Trey Goldman in the high jump. So pretty good performance there overall by the, the track team. Uh, finishing up with the girls. Blake, do you have the girls stuff there? Uh, I know just based off memory uh, from when we got updates on Twitter from uh, Grinnell Activities, uh, I know uh, Anjali Jones had a good night. I know Neighbors won, is the Little Hawkeye Conference champ in uh, high jump. I know uh, Addison Pettig finished third in, I believe, the 200-meter relay. Um, and I think the 4x100 the team, or 4x200, something like that, uh, one of the teams finished either third or second yeah, in the Little Hawkeye Conference. Finished third place yes. of Daisy Harris, Madison Luther, Lexi Hart, and Addie Petting. Uh, we talked about... Addie also was 200, or third place in the 200. Uh, Kylie Neighbors was a champion in the uh, 100 hurdles. Trey Goldman, we caught him. So that was kind of a downplay of everyone that was in the top three anyway. Uh, all around a, a fairly good night. You know, Ultimately, you want to walk away from that saying that you were a champion of the meet, but you, know, you, got, you have to break it down. It is an individual sport. And you go from there too. Uh, moving on to, let's see, this would follow Thursday. Thursday. Thursday was the big night. Thursday was the big night. Soccer boys. Big upset. Big upset over Hudson. Yeah, three no, to one. Number seventh ranked Hudson. Uh, Grinnell's second win over a top ten opponent in two A. Uh, their home game winning streak is now at twenty one games, which is crazy. I mean, that's just, that's beyond. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 3-1, to one especially. You know, you'd think it'd be like one nothing. you know, when they beat Dallas Center Grimes, it was 2-1. But, I mean, they took care of him. Calvin Jaworski had a goal, I know, um, and Richard had a uh, goal as well. So, I mean, I'm excited. They obviously fell to Lewis Central on Saturday. But, you know, go out to the uh, Orange Park. I mean, you're guaranteed almost to see a win out there soon. So, uh, they're a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to keep up with that game, so good win for the boys. And we're also we're pretty excited to get Coach Coster in here in a few minutes to talk to him, see what his experience is with this high school team where he's he's been used to coaching on the collegiate level. He's played at the collegiate level. Uh, he's been successful both places. So we're excited to get him in here in a few minutes and talk to him about that. Uh, and then leading into Friday... Saturday, nope, Saturday up at South Tama. So the boys golf went up there. They come in second place uh, with a couple uh, medalers. They're paced by Cole McGriff and uh, Sully Herbers. Also, he's he's still pretty consistent. He shot at an 82 and then finished up there with uh, Matthew Cunningham and Jordan Walker. You know, Matthew Cunningham's one of those athletes that he's doing double duty. 
he's he's playing uh running in track and then he's turning around also he's playing in these golf meets but this track team has just continually improved ever since uh, the beginning of the season so good job for the the golf team out there and that is i think all i have for scores anything yeah. else more you have Blake? yeah yeah i think you pretty much got most of them all right so let's uh we'll take a few minutes here take a pause uh we'll be right back with our special guest uh parker coster for grinnell soccer coach and let's hear a little bit about what that team's been doing and we'll be there in just a few minutes All right, welcome back into the Tiger Livestream Network podcast. Our special guest today is Parker Custer, the head soccer coach for the Grinnell Tigers. Parker, not a lot of people know a lot about you, so I'm going to start this off. Why don't you just give us a little bit of intro about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I was uh, born in Carmel, Indiana, and grew up playing soccer there, and went to, which is on the north side of Indianapolis, um, went to Westfield High School which is a little bit smaller than uh, Carmel. And uh, Westfield Carmel were uh, rivals. And uh, Westfield um, was on the smaller end. Carmel had a uh, graduating class of uh, 1,000 kids. So, you know, typical of big Des Moines schools in there. Uh, but we were able to battle. And so sort of got that same fight that the Grinnell Tigers have as, as I still had in high school, was able to fight against the, the bigger schools. Um, then I went to uh, Grinnell College and played soccer there and was a four-year starter and uh, was coached by Brian Jaworski. Um, and so I knew uh, Coach Jaworski, or Jaws, um, most of you might know him by. Um, since I was 16, so he coached me in Indiana and got me to recruit me to go to Grinnell College and uh, played all four years at Grinnell College and was a three-time captain there. Um, and I've always loved uh, coaching. Uh, I have a younger sister who also went to Grinnell and played at Grinnell and a, a twin brother who um, played at Grinnell and I coached my younger sister when she was in high school um, with her club team and so I always knew that I wanted to do a little teaching and do a little coaching and um, took some education uh, courses in terms of coaching soccer and education courses at uh, the college which led me into um, where I am today, coaching the high school boys soccer team and uh, being the 7th grade social studies teacher. The American dream that you probably didn't think of when you were younger. Yeah. Now, you also, so you had a little coaching time with uh, the college. How many years were you there? Yeah, uh, so I was eight years there and gave that up two years ago um, when my wife and I, who is now currently the head women's soccer coach at Grinnell College, uh, we have a two-year-old boy. Um, so as soon as he was born, um, I gave up coaching at the college to uh, chase him around, which is, is always fun. So it works out great because she coaches in the fall, and then I get to coach uh, soccer in the springtime. So most likely he didn't get the traditional football. He got a black and white football, soccer ball. Yes, yes. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, so you got into teaching, obviously, in the middle school uh, with going into the high school a little bit different. I mean, most of the time as you work as a, a middle school teacher, you get to kind of see these kids coming up before you actually get athletes in the high school. Could you see or, or start to pick out some of the kids that were interested in soccer before you even you know, got your hands on them? 
Uh, yeah, you see them coming to class at seventh grade, and uh, they're wearing jerseys or talking about the matches that uh, ended up happening over the weekend. Um, but I think the big thing that we had going for us in Grinnell is we had uh, a club team, um, MIFC, and uh, still do. And, and so we get a lot of kids um, starting off early and, and getting a lot of touches early and playing a lot of soccer early, which is um, really helpful and beneficial uh, for the high school program. Good. And then that would be kind of similar to the same group that went to England over spring break. Is that right? Yes, is yes, that that so same the club? club team, the same club team um, here in town. Those kids uh, play both high school and, and for the club, and they've really got a high school team going the last um, couple years. Uh, and uh, Paul Durr, who's an old boys coach and old uh, girls coach, um, coached them and has done a, has done a good job um, keeping them playing in the fall and in the summer. Yeah. And so the more touches you get on a soccer ball, the, the better you'll be. Yeah, I think totally from the – point when these kids are four years old in Grinnell, whether it be anything through the Orange Park Foundation, through the Rec League, it's just phenomenal because you go out there on Sunday afternoon, fall and, and spring, and you see eight to 12 teams of little kids, just that soccer field's full. So for yourself, I would think as being the men's coach into the high school, you have to be thinking, this is incredible. I have you know literally 45 to 50 kids coming at me is just I got to keep their interest all the way through high school that has to be the biggest challenge oh yeah yeah because there's so many sports in a small town um, you know everyone uh, sort of has to chip in and play uh, uh, every sport and athletes are needed all over and, and soccer guys are uh, typically really really good athletes and so um, they do get pulled in a lot of directions which is all right as, as long as um, you know uh, we ask them to you know play with the club team and in the fall, and they do that, and uh, try not to burn them out. Um, you know, try not to have them practice you know, in the fall every day of the week, and right. but uh, just enough to keep the itch going. Well, I, I think it's all paying off up to this point. As I, I look back on your schedule so far, you're you're eight and two going into tomorrow night's game against Norwalk. You want to give us a little insight of where you came from this year and the tough games, or maybe some games that you thought you. Just, man, those kids played good. Yeah. Uh, it started uh, with the senior class um, when they were freshmen. Um, we got guys that got lots of minutes um, as freshmen. Um, and so you have Kendall Pratis Hill, who will be a four-year letter winner. Wyatt Dillon will be a four-year letter winner. Um, and then Stephen Parmley and Gavin McFarland uh, will be a, a three-time letter winner. Um, and they were... Uh, getting some time as freshmen as well. And so you have a good, strong um, senior class. And I told them this year from the beginning that uh, we'll go as far as the seniors are willing to take us. And so um, I think the senior class uh, is pretty special in terms of, I think they've uh, had this goal to win conference since they were freshmen. And they were close. Um, this group was close two years ago when we finished second in uh the Little Hawkeye Conference, and last year we finished fourth, but the top three teams made it to uh, state, and we were on the outside um, looking in. And so I think that uh, you know being in those positions um, have really motivated them to stick together and uh, to pull the other underclassmen along. Um, and so they've really done a good job of staying positive, sticking together. And so we're excited um, because Tuesday 
is against Norwalk, and that goes that's going to be the conference title game. Norwalk's undefeated in conference, and we have one loss. So um, taking that, taking them down, um, theoretically we would both end um, six and one, and uh, and we would have the head-to-head tiebreaker over them. So now for yourself to go into like Norwalk's big football stadium, all astroturf, is there any intimidation that? The kids, are they pretty much focused that they're here to play soccer? Um, it doesn't matter about the surroundings or anything around them. they just here to do business. Yeah, we've played in big. They played there before um, since we alternate home and away matches. Um, you know, we played in Newton Stadium. We just got done this past weekend um, playing at Bondurant's new um, football field, soccer field facility. And so they played in um, on turf in big uh, football stadiums. So... Um, they'll be ready, ready to go, and we'll be ready to go. And, and we've been talking a lot about being mentally ready to go. And so just knowing that they're, we're going to have to go over there and win is, uh, is a challenge. But um, I think our guys are up, to, up for it. Okay. Now, you talked earlier about the seniors. Most sports that we play in high school, you either have a, a freshman team or a sophomore or a JV and then a varsity. With soccer, you guys are all the same, right? We have we'll have a JV team as well, but um, we're able to move guys around, um, have a lot of flexibility in terms of having them both play JV and varsity, and so uh, getting guys a lot of minutes and a lot of touches has always been uh, my philosophy and key. And so you have guys like um, Evan Honeycutt who ended up lettering. Um, last year but uh, you know played a lot of JV minutes and, and he scored some good goals in JV and I knew he was going to be ready as a senior to step up and play um, same with uh, the juniors with Sergio and, and Aiden um, they got a lot of minutes on the JV but also played varsity so it was really key that I was able to sort of utilize um, the JV as a lot of sports do to prepare kids um, Leadership wise, but then also um, able to step up to the next level, the varsity right. level. So, so talk a little bit on that that leadership side. When you have so many seniors, seven seniors, and just kind of a, a speckle all the way down to the freshmen, do your senior leaders? Is it actively they work with the freshmen side by side? And do you see that? Is there a lot of mentoring that they just know that? You know, the younger ones have to pick it up or they, they learn off of them and you start to see those skills advance as the season goes? Yeah, definitely. Um, you got uh, the seniors can pick out who the freshmen are and know them even before I get there since they've been in school and, and playing with them and, and kind of know which ones they're looking at mentoring. And so they do a good job um, reaching out, connecting with them. For example, in the uh, winter time, we go down to Pella and play in their indoor slash futsal league, and and so you see, um, you know, the seniors organizing that uh, leadership role and, and reaching out to the freshmen, saying, hey, you know, we've been doing this for a while, and we need you to come participate because this is how we get better in, in winter. That's good. That's good. And obviously, the the more kids that stick with it, as we talked about earlier, makes the team that much better as we grow. Okay. Moving on here a little bit to what is the future of this team? You talked about they won a conference championship. That's on their goal list. But I assume, like anyone else, they want to keep going for bigger, better things. Yes. Uh, this year, you know, they want to win conference. They want to go to state. It's always those, have, those goals have always um, been on our board. 
Um, but this year, I think they've really uh, fully committed to it. And it sort of shows in how they came prepared for season and what they did um, in the winter time and in the fall. And like I said earlier, um, they've been there. Uh, two years ago, we finished second and um, they know what it takes to uh, reach that pinnacle of, of being conference champs. And so I think they're hungry for it. And if we can be positive and stick together and be a close-knit group and not let anything bother us, which we haven't, um, and I don't foresee uh, anything getting in the way um, of these guys sticking together and so, being positive. So what is the stair? Do you have to win conference to go to state? No. So we got a district um, or sub-state group, and we're grouped with uh, five other teams, and the winner out of that um, goes on to state. So is, is it like a rapid fire? Do you play every two days, every three days to get yeah, through that? Yeah, so we'll play basically every other day. So we'll play, I think it's Monday, and then the winner will play the Thursday, and then it's Saturday. Now with so. being, having you know a better record, uh, is there an opportunity, do you get to host some of those, or do you so, always yeah, have so to go we somewhere? should, in our pairing, we should be the um, number one seed just by wins and losses right now and where teams are ranked, um, and us being um, the highest ranked team in our, in our sub-state. And so we should be able to get that first round by and then be right into the semifinal and be able to host that. Okay, so that's one thing that we'll mark on the calendar, and we'll help you out with our Twitter feed when that time comes. We'd like to see everyone get out to the Arms Park, follow you guys, give you a little support. It's kind of tough. There's not a whole lot of bleachers out there, so it seems like there's a lot of lawn chairs. Yeah. I've been out and around. It's like I've tried to look three different ways. Is there any way we could live stream this? And it's like it's impossible. The wind blows so hard. I mean, I think if you guys kick a soccer ball, it has to have a trajectory, different direction where you're actually kicking it. But it's definitely a unique place to play soccer. It is. Good, good home field advantage for us. So that's pretty cool. Now, when you finally get to state, is is that played in Des Moines? Is that like at the county center? That's at the county uh, complex, yeah. Okay. So previously, Paul Durr took uh, a team to state in 09 and uh, in 11, and so uh, we're looking to get back get back there. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty neat place. I've been down there. I have a nephew that played for Nevada, and we've gone down and watched them a couple times, and it's incredible. I mean, for anyone that wants to follow the soccer team when that point comes I invite everyone it's easy to find just right down to the is it the 69 exit or right off of yep. the uh, mix master there you go straight south and when you get to the bottom of the hill you take a left and you're right there uh, pretty incredible soccer you could watch it even be better yet if Grinnell High School is there cheer on our Tigers okay as we start to wrap up here last thoughts for the the season anything you want to pass on to the people listening it's something kind of new that we're bringing into our podcast is the different coaches and you're our first coach last week we had roger henderson so we got into the choir activities anything you want to share with us or let us know what's going on uh yeah i mean come out to orange park we got senior night our last home game that'll be uh a week from tomorrow and um, it's exciting to see because we got guys that um, any day of the week can be our man of the match. We started something new this year. Um, each time, whenever we get a win, we kind of 
um, dub a guy the man of the match. And we've, out of our eight wins, we've had six different players be man of the match. So um, our team's pretty unique in that any given day, anyone can uh, step up and, and earn that honor, which is really, really um, good to see. A lot of teams just have one or two players that they can key on. And, and for us, which I think makes us special, is that we have, again, um, from top to bottom, uh, one of our guys can step up and be be the man of the match, so it's exciting. Well, we look forward to seeing that, and actually, I look forward to having you back in here. You get that conference championship. We want to talk about it again, get the highlights, and we go one step further. We're just going to follow you all the way. I do know that when you get to state, that there is a place I can set up, and we'll figure out a live stream somehow, some way. Thank you very much, Parker. Enjoyed having you in, speaking with me today. Um, update on what's coming up for the Tiger activities. All right, we got a busy week, so put your ears on. We got a we got a busy week here. So Monday, May sixth, uh, we got tennis, the girls' varsity conference meet. It's a big day for them. Starts at nine o'clock a.m. bright and early. So get your coffee, get your donuts, and head out to the tennis courts. I know some of the students will be out there. I'll be out there. Um, that's at nine o'clock. I know they'll also be over at. Uh, Grinnell College playing. I believe if they lose in their first round, some of them, they'll have to go over to Grinnell College, so you could also go out there. Also at 9 o'clock. One thing on the FYI for that parking, so school is in. School is in session, so, so just be kind of prepared there. Parking's going to be pretty yeah, hard to find. Yeah, there'll be students parking all around that area. But you can uh, park behind the tennis courts. Yeah, both tennis courts. You could park out in the grass now. They are talking a little bit of, of rain for going on for the rest of the next three days here, but there's also parking for those who uh, uh, need to over by the swimming pool. There's additional parking there. So tennis boys varsity conference meet. They're going to Pella at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, boys golf heads to Indianola at 10 a.m. There's a boys and girls uh, track meet, varsity track meet at uh, uh, the girls are at Caldwell Park. And the boys are at Pella High School. On Tuesday, there's another varsity or meet, and it's going to be the girls' golf. They're at the Warrior Run Golf Course. They're at 415. What was supposed to be a girls' tennis meet in Dyke, New Hartford, is now at Grinnell, and it's against Oskaloosa. Um, and there is a soccer game for the girls uh, at Arns Park, which is going to be versus Norwalk. On Wednesday, we have a uh, rare day of activities. Not a lot of activities usually happen on Wednesday, but at 8 a.m., you can get up bright and early and head over to Knoxville High School. The boys' uh, varsity tennis district-slash-regional meet will be taking on, uh, or will be happening over there, and boys-slash-boys' varsity golf selections will be taking place at the Amana Colonies uh, Country Club Golf Course. Both those events are in the morning. On Thursday, May 9th, there is a track and field girls varsity or girls slash JV varsity state qualifying event at Bent Community High School. Also, the boys will be at Bent Community High School, so that's going to be a long night over there in Benton, but uh, we'll figure out who's going to be headed to state in both track events. We'll keep everyone updated on our social medias and such. Which that one's always kind of unusual because for the most, most part, we're used to running against the Little Hawkeye Conference people all, all the time. So now we're going to swing over and get thrown into kind of a central 
eastern Iowa batch with Benton Community, Center Point, Clear Creek, Amana, South Tama, Solon, Benton, Shellsburg, and Xavier. So a lot of kids they're not used to either running against or uh, throwing shot or throwing discus against. So that, that's always kind of a unique event when you're not used to doing that like that. And right now, Thursday, looks like it's supposed to be incredible weather. So keep your fingers crossed, and uh, hopefully they'll have a great night. Yeah, and the good thing is you can finally go see the girls' golf team here in Grinnell. They're going to be playing at the Grinnell College Country Club versus Dallas Center Grimes and Oskaloosa, and that was supposed to be played on April 30th. Now it's obviously on May 9th at 4.15, and then the boys' soccer team is headed over to Boone, uh, and that'll be at 5.30. Friday night, to wrap up the week, um, there is uh, a baseball scrimmage versus Linville Sully at uh, Grinnell High School over at Fowler Field. Uh, there is also a... Uh, choir concert on Friday night, 7.30, the Seniors Last Choir Concert, so that'll be fun. Um, and also, if you're listening and you have a kid in 8th grade, there's a uh, activities fair. So the 8th graders are going to come over to the high school, and they're going to figure out what's going on, preparing for the next school year. And then on that Saturday, there is supposed to be a tennis uh, and girls varsity regional and boys varsity sub-state events. Again, those times are to be determined based off of Monday's events, and I believe Wednesday's or Tuesday's. There's golf at 9 a.m. over at uh, Tama, I believe. Yeah, the Tama Toledo Country Club. The soccer girls varsity tournament takes place at Nevada High School. And the varsity scrimmage for softball happens at East Marshall High School. All of those events take place in the morning. And that girls soccer event, that is, uh, it is a tournament. It starts at 9 o'clock in the morning at Nevada. Uh, Ballard, Huxley, Nevada, and uh, Panorama. So there's three different schools plus uh grinnell they're going to be participating in that so that's going to be that'd be a long day uh most parents we get used to it when our kids are in sports uh blake two concerts in one week you just got done with the uh large i guess you'd call it concert group our performance last friday how'd that go it was good any results back from that uh i know that we got high scores uh i did i know I mean, our concert choir has always gotten higher scores. Um, the varsity choir did well. I listened to a few other choirs. The band did well, despite the band playing at 9.30 at night. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It, we got to sing three songs, and we got judged, and we'll hear those critiques on Monday morning. And, uh, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun. It, I'm definitely going to miss it. And then, obviously, Friday we have our senior concert, and, I keep telling myself I'm probably not going to cry, but who knows? I'll, I'll probably shed a few tears. I don't well, know. And, and as we come to the end, of the end of the year with band and choir, just like any other sport, when we get to the end, if you have seniors, they usually have a recognition night. So the, the choir and the, the band, I think band's already done theirs. Uh, yes, they've the, done their final concert, yeah. Yeah, Levi Dressler's, they've done that. And usually they have, you know, sometimes they do a slideshow, sometimes they just you know recognize the seniors who've been in all four years or even just the ones that seniors out for one year so it, it's really kind of a it's a, a heartfelt moment where you get to have that appreciation and you know we always you know get to see the what the choir coach or the band teacher or even the sports I think when you're around these kids for such a long time it definitely uh, there's a lot of emotions that go on with that so pretty excited to see what's going on well, Blake, you have anything to add? We had, 
pretty busy week. Yeah, we pretty, had a pretty pr- busy week coming forward at us. Pretty busy week. I think we've had a good podcast so far today, and uh, yeah, it's busy week of sports. We're coming down to the end. All these conference meets, all these conference qualifying, state qualifying events. So this is when everything gets down to the nuts and bolts of the season and everything that these athletes have fought for. It all comes down to this. So it's a busy week. Yep. Well, lastly, I want to thank Coach Goster for setting in with us. Nice interview. Get to see what's going on in those parts, uh, parts of the athletic department. You know, soccer sometimes just isn't something that's really on the up for a lot of people to see what's going on. Uh, we're trying to push them as much as we can on our Twitter account, you know, and letting you guys know what's going on here on the podcast account. Uh, again, thank you for joining in our podcast. A couple places you could be checking us out uh, on our Twitter account at Tigers Live underscore. Uh, you can also, Blake and I both have Twitter accounts that you can follow us. Mine is at D Tigers Live, and Blake is at Blake underscore Walker 8. Or is that underscore 8? Uh, I don't know. I think it's, <laughs> it's one of those. It's You'll Blake find me Walker, once you look it up. Blake underscore Walker 8. And then lastly, you know, follow us on our Facebook page. It's at Tiger SLSN. And then our Facebook uh, account usually has everything on it uh, between those two and our Twitter account. Podcast can be found at tigersln.pod.com. Now we are on all popular formats. You could look us up in Apple iTunes. You could look us up on Spotify. And you can also look us, go right to our URL of tigersln.com. And you can watch it right on there. You don't even need to download anything. So join us in you know we'd love to have you we could see that you know our downloads have definitely popped up over the last week blake and i love having the communication back and forth and lastly if there's someone that you want to see us interview whether it be uh in the in the sports whether it be in the school system let us know we'll go seek them out we'll interview them uh we're pretty good friends with most of most of the staff uh we have some good ideas of some of the people we want to interview and it's the nice thing about blake being a senior is he's been in contact with so many people uh we're ready to do it even i'll even throw out their past athletes if you want a past athlete or someone that's uh, been involved in something as we go into the summer you know we'll, we'll be looking for things to talk about and people to bring in for sports so as we close out the afternoon i'm dan walker blake walker thank you for joining the tiger live stream network podcast number three and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Quarterback keeper here. Third down and two. A third and goal from the two. Strand in motion. They hand it to him. Strand speed tries to get to the corner, and he makes a man miss, and he's in. Touchdown, Grinnell.